Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. All right. Hey, well, good morning, guys. Y'all ready to do church? I said, are you ready to do church? Y'all haven't eaten too many hamburgers yet, so don't, <laughs> none of that. Well, it's good to see you on uh, Independence Day weekend. I, I want to say happy 245th, I think she's still talking, <laughs> but happy 245th uh, anniversary or, or uh, celebration of Independence Day. Can you believe that? 245 years. How many of you remember the bicentennial? 1976. I actually remember that. I do. I, I was alive back then. Yeah, I was there. I was here. I was around. But you know what? I'm very grateful for the freedoms that we have. I'm grateful for, the, for all the freedoms that we enjoy. And, and I think we should celebrate our freedoms and we should cherish our freedoms. And the, really, that's what today is about. Uh, and, and we also need to keep in mind our freedoms in this nation came with a great price. People paid a great, great price for that. And, and uh, I was doing a little research over the weekend, and, and uh, I was thinking about my, my fifth and sixth great-grandfathers who both fought in the Revolutionary War, uh, William Woody and Tarleton Woody. And they're, they're both buried out. One's buried in Virginia, one's buried out in North Carolina. And, uh, and, and these, these guys, I, I just wonder what it was like. I wonder, what, because they came over from England. And I wonder what it was like when they realized that, uh, that this was all going to change. Everything was going to change in our nation. But I'm grateful for the sacrifice that our, that our forefathers have, uh, have, uh, have actually paid for us for the freedom that we have today. And I'm grateful for it. I'm also grateful for the Christian foundations of our nation, aren't you? Are you grateful for the foundations of Christianity? Now, I'm grateful that... that Really, the, the way our, our, even our Constitution was put into effect is based upon the Word of God. It's based upon freedom, and I'm very, very glad for that. But there's something even more important than the freedom that we have in our nation, and that is the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to be talking about that today. So get your Bibles open up to John chapter 8, verse 2. John 8, 2. Thank you, sir. Good job. <laughs> John 8, 2. Hey, uh, while you're looking that up, please don't forget the Holy Spirit Workshop is 13 days out. There's a little card there on, those, uh, uh, on that little packet in front of you on your seat. And make sure it's you, you can scan that or go to the City Life app and get registered now for, for Holy Spirit Workshop. It's going to be Saturday of next week. My message is entitled, I Am Free. I Am Free. There's freedom in Jesus Christ. Now, we might sit here and say, yeah, I get that. I know about that. I've heard about that. Well, good, because you're going to hear about it again. And you, it just may be applied a little differently than the way you've seen it applied, uh, because there are a lot of, actual, a lot of ways we can actually apply it. But see, the, the, the challenge is, is that Satan has a lot of people bound up. Satan binds people up in sin, and, and he directs them, he, he manipulates them, and he controls them like a marionette. And, and that's a slavery. It's a slavery to, to, to him. But see, Jesus Christ came, and he set us free. Isn't that correct? You guys know that. Jesus came, and he set us free. And he not only set us free from sin, 
but he set us free from another tactic that hell likes to bring against Christians. So when you start following him, well, you're no longer bound to Satan. So what he starts doing is he starts using guilt and shame and condemnation to keep you stuck in your place, to keep you beat down, to keep you from being who God wants you to be. But I'm here to declare it's time to get up and walk in freedom. Now take a look in your Bibles in John chapter 8, verse 2. I'm going to pick up on a little story here of Jesus Christ. This is during his ministry on earth. John chapter 8, verse 2, reading from the New International Version. It says, At dawn, he, that's Jesus, appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him, and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you say? There's tension in the temple court right now. They're, they're, they're bringing in this woman to execute her. They're going to stone her to death. And, uh, and that was actually, just so that you understand, that was built into the old law because the law was established that and that sin has to be punished, and it has to be punished by death. Of course, we know that Jesus Christ came. He took that punishment on the cross, so we don't have to die. We don't have to receive that punishment for our sins. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's a good thing. But here we are in a really challenging situation. Now, keep reading. It says they were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. Not quite sure what he was writing. It doesn't matter. You know, people have actually written books about what he was writing. He doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter. But when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said then neither do I condemn you. That's actually powerful because he was the one without sin. Do you, you know that? Let him who was without sin cast the first stone. He was the one who was without sin. He had every right to follow through with that, but he said, neither do I condemn you. Thank, thank God for Jesus, right? And then he said, go now and leave your life of sin. And those words are powerful because at that moment, she was set free to go, to leave her life of sin, and and... And to begin to move forward, I mean, put yourself in that woman's position. Think about her. I mean, if you were there, imagine this. You thought there was a death sentence on you, but all of a sudden now you're set free, you, and you're not condemned, but you also have a new identity. You're told, walk down a new road. And, and he, he directed her, do not engage in the life of sin anymore. Really what he was doing is he was setting her free 
to walk into her destiny and to, and to walk the way that God had already planned for her. You see, Satan has an agenda for your life, and he's going to keep you walking in that agenda. And a lot of people get free from sin, but, you know, they experience salvation, and that is freedom, but they're not actually walking in the new way that God has for them because there's an agenda for sa of Satan for your life. Believers, I, I gotta tell you this, we have no business walking in Satan's agenda for our life anymore. There's a new way for us to live, there's a new attitude, there's a new direction. See, freedom from, uh, the, the freedom that Jesus gives us, it's a lot more than just the forgiveness of sin. That's wonderful, and I'm not here to minimize it because that's actually the most powerful part of it. But we also have the freedom to enjoy the presence of God. I mean, God lives in us. That's, that's amazing. We have the freedom to, to receive daily revelation from God, from his word, so, so that the word will be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. We know the next step we need to be taking. We don't ever have to worry, what am I going to do now? Because God's word, because you're in God's word on a daily basis, God is going to give you daily revelation. And that's not just daily revelation for little steps here and there, but it's daily revelation so that you, wa you can walk into your God-given destiny because it's there for you. And I'm calling the church to walk in the freedom of being in their God-given destiny today. In the mid-1970s, and this would have been, oh, a little bit before the bicentennial that I talked about a little bit earlier, there was a president by the name of Richard Nixon, and uh, many of you are too young to remember Richard Nixon, and he was a, he was a president of the United States, but he found himself in, immersed in a scandal. And uh, back in 1973, it was a very famous speech that he made, and in that speech he said these words, which, which really, uh, more people will credit those words to him than anything else he ever said in his entire career, but he said, I am not a crook. And he said this to the media, and it was a big event at the time, because they were accusing him of so many different things. He made that statement in, oh, I believe it was November of, of uh, 1973, and then by August of 1974, just a few months later, Richard Nixon was resigning from the presidency. And there continued to be, even after he resigned, though, it just, the, everything continued to be stirred up, naturally, right? But then his successor came in, and Gerald Ford did something amazing. He pardoned the former president of any wrongdoing. Okay, he pardoned him. Now, he had never been convicted of a crime, but he pardoned him so that he never could be convicted. There was a lot of debate about that at the time. I actually recall that. But, but what was powerful, what's powerful about this is he pardoned him so Richard Nixon would never be tried. He could never go to court for any of those crimes, whether they were committed or not. He was pardoned. It was erased. It was as if it never happened. Now, you would think, he is doing good. He's like on top of the world. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. But the tragedy of it is for the next 20 years, he lived another 20 years after that, he basically faded into, I guess, kind of into oblivion. He just disappeared. It was pretty much obscurity. He wasn't called upon to give great speeches. He wasn't called upon to do much of anything. And the media, for years and years and years, just continued to hammer on him. And so even though he was pardoned, he continued to be hammered on. Even though you have been pardoned, Quite often, the enemy continues to hammer on you 
and keeps you from walking in your destiny. That's a, that's a perfect picture of what happens to so many believers. There is the, the, the forgiveness of sin is there, but you're not able to get up and walk and hold your head high and move forward because you continue to be hammered. And it may be other people. It may be Satan himself, but you continue to be hammered. Well, today today's the day to break that. It's time for this to change. So first of all, I just want to share this with you. What should you do if you're feeling guilt. If, what should you remember? There are four things I want you to remember. Jot these down real quick, and here they are. First one is, I am free. Do you, you need to actually say, I am free. You need to begin to declare, I am free. The second one is this, is God is for me. The third one is this, is God is not accusing me. If you are set free, God is not accusing you. And the fourth one is God will not condemn me. If you can get these four things down, you can begin to walk in your destiny. You begin to stand up and live your life again, not according to Satan's agenda, but against, but, but for the agenda of God as a full-blown, full authority uh, full authority given person who believes in Jesus Christ, forgiven, redeemed, set free. You are set free to walk in your God-given destiny. And it's very different than the destiny that Satan had for you. The scripture tells us this in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 16. It says, live as free people. Live as free people. I like this because this was written to everyone in the population, and there were slaves at that time. But he's saying you still have to live as free people. If you're a believer, you've got to live as a free, free person. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live instead as God's slaves. Now, that's, that's actually quite different than the slavery to hell. See, there's nothing oppressive about God's slavery or serving God. That is, when, we call, when we say serving God, that's, that's really what it means. It means we're a slave of God. Picture it this way. It's like a huge, wonderful, beautiful pasture, and God gives it to you, and he puts fences around it. He said, I want you to thrive here. You can have everything you want. There's freedom. Exist here. Love it. Live it. And this is for you. You stray outside of it, you're going to get in trouble. But this is yours. So that's what it means. But it's wonderful, and it actually takes you into eternity. Several years ago, I began putting together several statements of mine. Uh, these are little mantras regarding my life. I have a lot of them. I've, I've built up quite a few of them. I haven't really changed them in several years now. They, they, they stay pretty much the same. But I use these as a reminder of who I am, of who God created me to be. And they're based upon the scriptures so that it will help me to walk in my God-given destiny. And I strongly encourage you to set up some mantras for yourself. Write them out, put them in a place where you can see them, be reminded of them, and begin to memorize them. I want to share just a few of them. Can I do that? Just a few. Because these are the things that help me to remember that I'm not going the way of Satan. I, you know, we're all tempted to do that. I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to go the way of God. So here it is. Here's my motto. This is my life motto. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's spirit does not make me timid. God's spirit gives me power. God's spirit gives me love. God's spirit gives me self-discipline and a sound mind. That's my motto. I love that. And when I say that out loud, it begins to resonate in me. And then I move forward. It's like, I'm, I'm ready to roar. There's another one. I, I call it who I am. 
And the who I am statement looks like this. It says, I am a man of God committed to blessing and helping others. I live to use my unique giftings to bring love, joy, hope, and purpose into the lives of others. I am committed to a life of integrity, serving as a good husband, a good father, a good pastor, and a good leader. I strive to effectively lead by positively influencing other leaders for the advance of God's kingdom. And then I have three I know I am statements. <laughs> like, this is all the word of God. I know I am. And so here it is. Here's the first I know I am statement. I know I am chosen by God. I am a son of the king. Joshua 1.3 says, says that I am one who walks with authority because he says I will give you every place where you set your foot. <clears throat> I like that. I know I am a priest. I can walk into the presence of God and talk with God face to face, and I can bring my request to him. Revelation 1 says this, To him who loves us and who has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priests, to serve his God and Father, to him be the glory and power forever and ever. And here's the third I, I know who I am statement. I know I am holy. I am the property of God. I am an instrument of God's praise. I am called out of darkness by God, and I am called into God's light. Now, those little sayings like that, and I have several more, those little sayings like that, I have them embedded into my life, and it keeps me biblically on track so that I can flourish and I can walk in the way God has commanded me to walk. See, it, it really, in many ways, it's my own declaration of dependence upon God. It's my declaration of freedom to walk in my God-given destiny. And church, if you're not walking in your God-given de destiny, let today be the day you draw a line in the sand with me in this room before you leave to begin to walk in your God-given destiny. Jesus Christ, he did not bring us slavery. He did not bring bondage. He did not bring oppression to the world. What he brought was something called freedom and liberty, and I want you to walk in it. Because we're a free country, do you know that Americans behave differently than people from other nations? You realize that. We, we do. We just, we act different. We behave differently. That's what believers, that's what we're supposed to be doing as well. See, Jesus came to bring this exciting message about freedom from sin and deliverance from spiritual oppression and, and freedom from the power of Satan to control and to manipulate your life and to drag you into hell. But freedom is accepting what God has prepared for you from the very creation of the world. Freedom is having dominion on this earth, and the scriptures tell you that you do have that, and you are to live in happiness and peace and joy and prosperity, regardless of what's going on around you. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 says this, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where is the spirit of the Lord? Where is it? If you're a believer, it's in you. 
So there is freedom. You're walking down the road. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Well, it's right here. It's right here. It's right here. There's freedom everywhere you go. That's why you can walk with confidence. You can lift your head high because there's freedom you carry. And when we come together, that all these freedom bubbles come together and there's massive freedom. In fact, that's why when you're in church and when you're praying and you're seeking God, we, when we come together, there's an explosion of God's presence to break strongholds that you couldn't even break on your own. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's amazing. In this place, there's freedom from uh, just freedom from worry about the future, freedom from fear of inflation, fear of the future, fear of what's going to happen to your children, fear of what's going to happen on the job or with your company, fear of the end times, fear of failure. You know, it's also freedom to simply haul off and have a good time, which I hope you guys do today. Freedom is being conscious of your worth knowing that God has already accepted you. Because you're unique. There's no one in this entire world like you, and there's a plan and there's a destiny for your life, whether you're walking in it or not, or maybe partially walking in it. Well, it's time to begin to walk in that. I'm telling you, church, you need to accept yourself with full awareness of your personal value and worth, your personal value and worth, and your potential that God put into your life. Freedom is your calling. Freedom is serving other believers. Freedom is found in just simply making Jesus known. However, God does that through you. But I'll also say a lack of freedom is evident when we have very little motivation to move forward in our lives and to fulfill our destiny. And I'm calling you to step into that freedom. I'm going to do two things. We're going to pray, first of all, a salvation prayer. And then we're going to have a prayer of declaration here in just a moment. I'm going to have you repeat a prayer after me. And it's not a little two or three line prayer. It's, there's quite a bit of depth to it. When we get to it, don't worry. You might say, I can't remember everything. Well, I'll, I'm going to put this prayer into the study notes, which we'll be releasing on Tuesday. So you can go back and look at that prayer and even copy it. Keep it in your own possession. But... I've created that prayer as a prayer for you to declare over your life so you can walk in the freedom and walk in the purpose that God has for your life. But first of all, I'd like for there to be no movement in the room, and I'd like for everyone just to humble yourself before God right now. And if you're not in a right relationship with Jesus Christ, you're not serving Him, I want you to do one thing. I want you to acknowledge that before God and before me by simply lifting your hand when I say so. That way I can connect my faith with yours and I want you to pray with me and in doing so receive Jesus Christ into your life. Give your life to him and experience the freedom of forgiveness of sins and the freedom of living forever with Jesus in eternity. It is beautiful. That's the most powerful thing that could happen in this room. So if you're here today and you need to make things right with God, you need to make your peace with God, you need to give your life to him count of three, lift your hand for me so I can connect my faith with you. Would you do that? One, two, three. Thank you. Who else? Who else? That's me today. If you're online, just let someone know that you're going to pray this prayer, that you've prayed this prayer, and someone's going to be talking with you personally as well. I want to thank you for lifting your hand, and here's what I'm going to ask us to do. I'm going to ask us to pray together. If you lifted your hand, I want you to pray this prayer and mean it, but Say, uh, congregation, I want you guys to pray this prayer as well as an encouragement for anyone in this room who's giving their life to Christ and also as a reaffirmation of your faith. Pray these words to Jesus. Forgive me of my sin. I'm sorry for what I've done. I repent. I choose to turn away from it. 
and to follow you. Wash me in your precious blood. Make me new. In Jesus' name, thank you for freedom. Amen. Here's what I'd like to do now. I want everyone in this room to please stand. Please stand. If you prayed that prayer with me, right after the service, I want you to take one of those next cards, mark on it the decision you made, take it out there to the foyer and to the next area. And I want to give you a Bible and help you to get started on your journey. But I want you guys to get into a position of faith right now. I want you to, to, to open your hearts. I'm going to have you repeat this prayer. I wrote this prayer. I created this prayer as, as a prayer that's going to help draw a line in the sand. Because, because some of you, you may be operating in just only 10% of the God-given destiny God has for you. And it's time to enlarge that. Some of you, you might be at 80% or 90% of the God-given destiny, but you know there's more that God has for you. You know there's more authority. You know there's more of a role you're supposed to play. And this is the drawing of the line in the sand, and I want you to do it with faith. So come on, I want you to pray this with me right now. Pray it with me out loud. Repeat these words after me, whether you're watching online or in this room. Father, today, as I begin this prayer, I praise you, for I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. This world is hard. It threatens to crush me in so many ways. Temptation failure, lack of vision, and guilt, it keeps me from being who you created me to be. I know what the Word of God says, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But you have come that I may have life and have it to the full. So I will quit living in fear of what hell is using against my mind. For you are my hiding place. David defeated Goliath against all odds. And even after being on the run from his life from King Saul, he cried out to you, in faith to deliver him even after he made terrible mistakes you delivered David and you loved him still because you had a purpose and you had a destiny for his life so help me to let go of my timeline and embrace your process and your perfect timing Give me faith and patience to embrace your process and your purpose for my life. And I will forget the former things. I will not dwell on the past. While others may mislabel me, give me the grace to pray and to empathize with them yet maintain the truth of what you said because you've said good things about me and you have declared who I am may I always remember 
to love others above all else. Give me the inner strength to discern Satan's lies and to reject Satan's lies. Tune my ears to the voice of your grace, to the voice of your love, to the voice of your kindness as I respond to the attacks from others. Heal my distorted thoughts. Mend my broken down boundaries. Shield my heart from shame. Separate my weaknesses and my mistakes from my magnificent purpose in life. And finally, God, grant me the courage to be brave and to be courageous just as Jesus was when he walked this earth. For he is my role model. I will be kind. I will be compassionate. I will be full of the Spirit. And I will walk in my destiny. I declare that I am free. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Declare it. God, I thank you, Lord, that as we've prayed this and we've spoken these words, Lord, we've drawn a line in the sand and we're saying we're not going to just fumble around with our destiny. We're going to walk in it. And God, I thank you, Lord, that you're bringing revelation to people right now. You're bringing insight and ideas and strategies and that that there's going to be a breaking forth even out of this room today as people walk in their destiny in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. Amen. Who in this room, you're going to walk in that destiny of freedom, God's anointing, and God's power, and God's blessing. All right. Now, keep in mind, the way to do this is you've got to stay in the Word of God. His Word is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. You need to do it every day. Stay in the Word of God, all right? You going to do it? Yep. Don't you be lying to me. (laughs) Yep. Come on. Do it. Do it. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Come on, Jake. Dismiss us. Bless us. You guys have a wonderful, 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 wonderful. I will. All right. I am free. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, a couple reminders. If you are a guest today, if, if I haven't seen you before, I want you to go to Next Station, fill out a Next card. We want to give you a gift just to say thank you for being here today. And secondly, just a reminder, like Pastor Tim said earlier, 13 days from today, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday is Holy Spirit Workshop. It's going to be a blast. So register and be there. But until then, for right now, I say God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God, look you full in the face and make you prosper. Hallelujah. Because he loves you. Amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.